Uh, Stu, I just got an email from John Bolt, uh, <laughs> who says the uh, he's the guy who runs, uh, you know, Glenbeck.com. The missus and I just took a little field trip to Built Bar facility uh, and just got an advanced taste test for a couple of new flavors. Have either of you tried the strawberry cheesecake or the birthday cake with sprinkles? Jeez. I, I haven't. I, think of, I mean, they, uh, they are so awesome. And since the factory doesn't actually sell anything, they just gave us a whole bunch of them for free. Okay. I mean. <laughs> Time for a field trip? Time for a field trip, you know? <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, Built Bar, they are really fantastic. They're protein bars, but they start with flavor first. They want to make sure that it really tastes as good as it's supposed to. Good as a candy bar. That's why they make them with 100% real chocolate, and it just, it's, it's a flavor explosion in your mouth. It's wonderful. Check them out now, BuiltBar.com. If you use Beck15 as the promo code, you'll save 15%. It's Beck15, BuiltBar.com. people people we have a show to do welcome to the glenbeck program it is wednesday and yesterday i think it was very very powerful when joe biden was at the uh, ford factory and he said now a lot of people think that you know he was kind of hard to understand but when he says I think everybody really understands only only Biden haters would say that he was You know what I'm saying? We start with Joe Biden. Oh my gosh. We start there in 60 seconds. It'll be a good show today. Good show. Good show today. Well, maybe not on this program, but there's going to be a good show today. I'll tell you that right now. Relief Factor. Doug lives in Colorado. He likes to spend his free time up in the mountains, hiking and riding his bike. I mean, some people enjoy being tired. I'm not one of them. That's why God invented cars. Anyway, over time, he has gotten older. Doug started having a lot of pain all throughout his body. After a while, he had to give up hiking and only uses bicycle. You could have given both of them up. He wondered how long it would be before he he couldn't even do that. Fortunately, that's when he heard me talking about Relief Factor on the program, decided that he'd give it a try. After all, didn't have anything to lose. And the other things he had tried over the years didn't really help. But he knew that you'll know within three weeks. If it's not affecting you at all in three weeks, stop taking it. That's why they have the three-week trial period. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Uh, if it doesn't work for you, don't order any more. It's 20 bucks to find out if you can get out of pain like Doug did. He was one of them that Relief Factor started working within just a few days. He got his life back. So can you. 
Call Relief Factor now at 800-583-84, 800-583-84, or go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. That is that. And I remember when I had little kids rubbing my legs in the pool. And, uh, uh, oh, I'm not supposed to talk about it. I get in trouble if I... Uh, 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 and so and here I am, and uh, I'm here with... Uh, oh, look at the pretty red truck behind me. So yesterday... <laughs> all right, enough. Yesterday in Dearborn, uh, the uh, president visited the... Ford Rouge Electric Vehicle Center. Ooh, electric vehicles. It's electric. Bum, 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 bum. Um, the, the electric vehicle, the only thing that is that really everybody seems to be pushing, and I don't know if they understand that little magic box that you plug it into. That mad, that's not a magic box. I mean, the energy comes from someplace, not the wall. Uh, it comes from usually a coal fire plant. Isn't that weird? <laughs> wow. Anyway, uh, he promoted his highly unpopular $2 trillion infrastructure bill by saying, electric cars. <laughs> And then he uh, talked about his great-grandpop, who was a coal miner. Here's what he said. My dad used to say, Joey, and I swear to God, when he left Scranton, when coal died, my dad was not a, was, he was a salesperson. He wasn't a coal miner. My great-grandpop was. But. Well, his great-great-grandpop was great-grandpop was a coal miner. And, um, and I remember he was singing that song, that uh, Loretta Lynn stole from my great-grandpa. And uh, he was a coal miner down there. And he had, remember, he has to have coal dust on his face. A lot of people think that was blackface, but it it wasn't. It was definitely, and if you see a picture of my grandpa, it was coal dust. That's what that was. Except his grandpa wasn't a coal miner. And he knows that. Well, he knew that at one point. Here he is in 2004 on the John Stewart show. Listen to this. Hey, look, everybody tells you just, you know, don't take any chances because the truth of the matter is I've got myself in trouble. And uh, <laughs> hell, I might be president now if it weren't for the fact I said my uh, I had an uncle who was a coal miner. Turned out I didn't have anybody in the coal mines. You know what I mean? Really? I tried that crap, you know, about, you know, <laughs> it didn't work. You know what I mean? Whoa. <laughs> You believed it. I actually believed it. You know, I'm from Scranton, Pennsylvania. I figured there had to be a coal miner somewhere in the family. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing, huh? Nothing. And the audience roared with laughter. Isn't that great? So uh, he was talking about Grandpa yesterday, which Grandpa was not in the coal mines. Now, we've heard for a long time that the greatest liar of all time was Donald Trump. I beg to differ with you. And it's not the great-grandpa saying, it is uh, probably a little more to do with 
I'm a moderate. I'm a, I don't even, I'm right up center and I'm gonna be a moderate. You can trust that. I'm standing behind Israel. I'm, you know, I'm, well, you're gonna have to see whether I cancel oil pipelines or not. And I'm gonna stand against Russia and their oil pipeline too, because we've gotta stop oil and the problem here is, uh, no, not so much. Yesterday, Biden gave the green light for the Russian pipeline after shutting down our pipeline. Now, uh, just so you know, the um, Secretary of State, man, and Anthony Blink, uh, Blinken, Blinken, Stinking, Winking, I don't remember his name, uh, he pledged before the Senate during his confirmation hearing to block the pipeline's full construction. I'm determined to do whatever we can to prevent that completion of the Nord Stream pipeline. That's what he said in front of Congress. Now, Blinken might have been winking and nod. I'm not really sure. He might have nodded off for a little nappy nap. Could I take a nap at two o'clock? It gets very late in the afternoon and I get a little bit sleepy. Uh, so I don't know if he missed the window of opportunity before uh, Biden greenlit the Russian pipeline. This is something we're against. We've been against since Reagan, because once you allow Russia in to provide oil and gasoline to Europe, they are a slave to Russia. Why would we do that? Every president has said, we shouldn't really allow that pipeline. No more, no more, no more. Now, let me ask you this. You cancel the Keystone Pipeline. And that makes us dependent on energy elsewhere. We're no longer, well, we, I think we are right now, but we don't, uh, we're not projecting to be energy independent or oil independent in the very near future. So you do that, then the colonial pipeline goes down, which you don't even mention the gas prices up a buck now. Well, we got to stop all of the pipelines and stuff. Then you go and you tell that company who had their pipeline hijacked by Russia. You tell them, well, it's a private issue and you pay the money i mean sure negotiate with terrorists and then the next week you grant pipelines to russia into europe excuse me now i'm not a conspiracy theorist no matter how much they say i am i'm really not but i would bet you that you could make a pretty strong case of Russian interference. What doesn't that look like uh, doing a favor for Russia? Oh, by the way, um, the Republicans uh, grilled the top uh, spy lawyer nominee um, because uh, he's the, you know, he'll be the intelligence community top lawyer. Unfortunately for him, uh, he did some work for the Chinese government and Huawei. 
Huawei, that's the 5G company. That's the 5G company that when the Wuhan virus, did he say Wuhan? Yes, because it's a fun word to say. When the Wuhan virus was unleashed onto the world, Huawei, another fun word to say, and which is owned by the Chinese and in bed with the Chinese Communist Party army, they went around the world and said, you're not going to get any PPEs unless you sign up to let Huawei build your 5G infrastructure. That's who we're dealing with. Huawei is with the military in China. The pipeline uh, for 5G, 4G, let's say that's a size of a garden hose. If I compare 4G to a garden hose, 5G would be the size of the channel. You know, the tunnel connecting England and France. That's how big 5G is. So that pipeline is a two-way street. Not only is it sending information, it's also sucking out information. I don't think we should help Huawei in any way, but don't worry. Our chief spy lawyer is all over it. I bet it was undercover work. They didn't know. Meanwhile, cyber experts warn the pipeline hack could be just the beginning. (laughs) No, really? I never thought of that. Apparently, when the hackers targeted the Colonial Pipeline, uh, which transports more than 100 million gallons of gasoline every day, let me say that again, 100 million gallons of gasoline every day, it led to several governors declaring states of emergency. People were in long lines. Gas stations were closed. But the United States solved it. They did. Sure they did. Well, the Colonial Pipeline... Uh, people sent them $90 million, sent the, the hackers $90 million in ransom. Oh, they had a good payday. Doesn't that make you happy that the Russian hackers are $90 million richer? I know it is for me. Last thing we should do is... Well, wait a minute. Maybe it should be the first thing we do is grant Russia that pipeline in Europe. That would be the kindly neighborly thing to do. We would just get on Putin's good side. Hey, we'll give you the pipeline. We're not no strings attached. We're not even going to bring up the hackers. We just think that maybe if you have time, just look into your heart, Putin, or that space where your heart is supposed to be. And remember the favor we just did you. Can you call your thugs off and the cyber criminals? Yeah, that's going to happen. Oh, sure, sure. And in South Texas today, they're expecting six feet of snow. Our sponsor this uh, half hour is Omaha Steaks. When you have to make that dinner decision on the fly, there's nothing better than opening up a freezer full of high-quality, delicious food from Omaha Steaks. I mean, it's not just the steaks. You get all of the potatoes and the dessert and everything. You want to have a special night, and, you know, 
the last few date nights, oh yeah, they've been fun. Uh, we've uh, stayed at home, watched the kids, you know, and their teenage friends coming over to the house. Oh my gosh, so romantic. Tanya and I just love it. Anyway, uh, haven't been able to go on a date night. You know, the best thing is, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? Popcorn. No, what we can do is we can go into the freezer and we already have meals already for us from Omaha Steaks. I want you to enter the keyword in the search bar and look at their Let's Go Grill package. Not only will you get great savings on this, you're going to get a tasty bonus of 12 ultra juicy Omaha steak burgers for free. 12 burgers for free. That's about four pounds of free burgers. And to top it off, you'll get $20 off your first order. It's the Lex Let's Go Grill package. Includes four butcher cut filet mignons, four boneless pork chops, a pound of chicken breast, four kielbasa sausages, and so much more. So when you're ready to have a meal, man, there's nothing better than opening up that freezer and seeing Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks. Use the promo code BECK in the search bar, and for a limited time, get 12 free Omaha Steaks and burgers. Uh, for, uh, yeah, 12 free Omaha Steaks and burgers. I think they're steak burgers, I think. I, I, that's, wow. That's a lot. I've never seen them offer that. As well as $20 off at checkout on your first order. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword BECK. 10 seconds, station ID. All right. So I I don't know if anybody watches James Corden anymore, but Barack Obama was on. And uh, at first, he laughed off the rumors that the U.S. government has a secret stash of aliens and their spacecraft. Here's what he said. When it comes to aliens, there's some things I can't tell you on the air, he teased. Look, the truth is, when I came into office, I asked. I was like, all right, are there some labs somewhere where we're keeping all the alien specimens and spaceships? They did a little research, and the answer was no. But what is true, and I'm actually being serious here, is that there is footage and records of objects in the skies that we don't exactly know what they are. Okay. I mean, it couldn't come from a less credible source. Yes, it could. could come from Joe Biden, Jimmy Carter, uh, anybody in the news field. Um, But Barack Obama is now coming out and saying, yeah, this footage is real. And the reason why nobody has, why this is new, is if for the first time we've been able to triangulate them. We have new sensors out now, and they're very powerful, and they can track things. Now, remember, these spacecraft, they say, are pulling 60, th- or is it six? No, 6,000 Gs. 6,000 Gs. To put that into perspective, the space shuttle pulls 10 on liftoff. You pass out around 10. This is 6,000 Gs from zero to God only knows how fast in a second or less than a second. For the first time, we have ground radar that can track something like this. We're seeing them with the pilots. We're seeing them with the ground radar, and we're also tracking them on another radar with ships on ships. So we have three points of verification and triangulation. That's why the media, that's why this is different. They, 
they couldn't confirm them before. They would say, well, a pilot saw this. And then you'd have to judge, is the pilot crazy or not? And the Pentagon wouldn't verify it because they couldn't verify it. Now we can. We started being able to verify them about 2004. They're coming out next month with, uh, uh, with all of the information. I love this. They're coming out with all the information because it's been, uh, it's been opened up. It's got to be released. Eh, yeah, some of the stuff is going to be released. Most of it's going to be redacted because it's going to the Senate subcommittee and it's top secret. That's not releasing it. So we're going to know some things, but not all of it. Uh, and we should find out. I don't think, Stu, do you think that these are, you know, Russian or Chinese? I, I don't know. I mean, I, they did say there was those three sort of possibilities, either our secret, right? Some foreign spy right. plane or something from another world. All right. So the guys, the guys that I've talked to, and these are the guys who started the Pentagon investigation with the triangulation. Okay. Very, very credible. Uh, Petraeus selected the head guy because he wasn't an alien hunter. He didn't believe when he was asked by Petraeus, what do you think of UFOs? He responded, uh, excuse me, what do you think of UFOs? Frankly, sir, I don't think of UFOs. And he's like, perfect. And he became the guy. Uh, and then there's another guy that we've had on a show that is was part of the investigation in the government and is now out. They've partnered with the Defense Department to try to their job is to take the technology that we do have that is unexplained and try to find useful uh, uh, applications for it. They've said that there's nothing. The metal that we have is not from this planet. They've never seen anything like it before. They said if China or Russia or the United States had this technology, it, it would be such a game changer that everything in that society would be different. You wouldn't just have the ships that could do this. It would have spilled out into everything that you do because it would put you so far ahead. I mean, light years, literally light years ahead of any other country. So while they say it could be Russia, they say it could be us, they say it could be China, I think the only the only country that might have been able to pull something like this off would be us because we're usually way ahead. But I don't think even we have this technology because it would have spilled out elsewhere. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So Dana wrote in, she said, I saw your YouTube segment introducing me to American financing and my curiosity was triggered. I called the American financing number. I'm happy I did. From start to finish, the American financing team members were knowledgeable and helpful, making me comfortable throughout the refinancing process. They were able to significantly lower my interest rate and free up equity for home improvements. My correspondence through the emails and phone calls with Jessica and Candace were just great. They were always extremely attentive and available. I am definitely satisfied. I'm glad I chose American Financing, and I'll share my experience with family and friends. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks, American Financing. 
Well, thank you for listening and writing in, Dana. I appreciate it. I always want to hear your stories when somebody does something fantastic or do something and screw it up. I want to know all of it. American Financing has a long track record of doing things the right way. I've been with them for over 10 years. American Financing, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. And it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. We've got back-to-back Studios America and Glenn TV tonight. Don't miss it. Save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. The fundamental transformation of America is happening almost on every front. Now, the Biden administration is trying to take control over intellectual property rights uh, and actual property rights they want to own by 2030 30 percent of all land and protect it and what that means is nobody steps foot on that soil 30 percent the u.s government wants to own by 2030 the answer to that one should be a giant uh no absolutely not tonight we're covering this we'll own nothing and be happy the Great Reset of American Property. That's tonight, 9 p.m. on blazetv.com, blazetv YouTube, uh, <clears throat> and ever, wherever else you can uh, find Blaze TV. All right. Uh, welcome to Mr. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. Thank Hello, you. Pat. Heard you guys talking a little bit about the UFO situation. Uh, I- I- am I the only one that thinks it's really crazy that that's not a, f- a front page story? That's not leading every newscast right now. Is the Pentagon's acceptance and admittance that it, they're real, they're here, we don't know what they are? Uh, it seems like there should be more discussion about it, doesn't it? Uh, right. I played it's a like, guy. You know, it's, it's, I don't know if what's worse, thinking that people don't uh, care. Mm-hmm. Or the fact that when I tell people, they say the same thing. Wait a minute. What? When did the Pentagon say this? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. They've been saying it for a while now. What are you talking about? Which goes to the lack of coverage on it. I I played a guy on my show yesterday who's from uh, who did research for the Pentagon that was uh, researching this phenomenon for a long time. And uh, he was describing a vehicle that travels 13,000 miles an hour, has no obvious form of propulsion, that has no exhaust, that doesn't have wings. We don't know how it's flying in the air, but it can go I mean, through the air or under the ocean at about the same and speed. And in space. And in space. And in space. Yeah. The medium in which it, it you know, is flying through doesn't seem to fe- affect it at all. So that's clearly, there's no vehicle that we know that's clearly not from this planet, right? Because it's obviously not ours. Uh, you talk to a guy who said we're trying to reverse engineer some of the things that we've found from unidentified right. flying objects. Working with the Pentagon in a in an open public private partnership, working with the Pentagon to take some of the things that they have at the Pentagon that we have retrieved and trying to reverse engineer it. We apparently have parts of ships. We have uh, parts of things that did not come from Earth, as they described it. They said they've never seen the chemical uh, compounds before. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to make this alloy. 
that these ships are are made out of and their job with the pentagon is to try to reverse engineer it how did this come to be and they haven't been able to find out yet and i Stu, what does it say about what does it say about us because i i really can't get my arms around this i think it's the most important story of my family's lifetime i mean the lifetime of my entire family tree and nobody seems to really either know about it or care nobody's following this story the only thing i can really take from it is that we've had such a long training basically as a population of ufo stories not being real you know, like everyone has so long been trained that, like, yeah. you hear these reports, weather and, balloons, uh, yeah, and it kind of swamp gas, yeah, and and even if they are, that maybe some of those were real, right? But we we've been so long trained to just be like, all right, I mean, UFOs again. Yeah, but, uh, but I mean, but we, we were trained, uh, yeah. we were trained by the government and the Pentagon, that it was the people real. who are admitting mm-hmm. it now. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I. <laughs> I'm with you, and I'm I, that I am surprised it's not a bigger story. There are a lot of other things going on. I mean, we that could be it as well. Things that feel more urgent because we haven't seen a laser strike down into a tower like Independence Day yet. But, uh, but like, it's hard. And some of these stories, by the way, we should point out some of these videos are from several years ago, mm-hmm. right? So like, there's a yeah, but they, they there's admitted some, on sixty. Mm-hmm. They admitted on sixty minutes that they are tracking them every day yeah he said every day for a they, few the years guys, yeah. yeah the Jeez. guy the guys that were on said amazing these are over our military and naval bases and over the continent over things like cheyenne mountain every day and they said they are um they think mm. that they are hovering there and doing these things because they want to let us know don't pick a fight with us I mean, we know everything and we know where your resources are. We know. So we're here. We're watching. And I, I wonder why they're why are they doing this? One one skeptical argument I've seen in a few places is why would why would these only be occurring on U.S. airspace? Why, why only? I mean, is it just our ability to detect them better? Is it no? Well, it is our ability. We have new tracking systems. I'm sure the Chinese or the Russians will have something similar to this. But that's why we say we're we're admitting it now is we never had the three point triangulation. We couldn't get more than one system to track it. And they're moving so fast that we couldn't track that we couldn't lock on to them. Now we can lock on to them and follow them wherever they go. Yeah. They, uh, and and so we have real tracking ability now. You saw the footage of that one little dot that was being tracked by uh, fighter pilots. And then it shot off the screen. It was picked up by the naval vessel a few seconds later, 60 miles away. 60 miles in what? a matter of a few seconds. So, yeah, they're they're capable of incredible speed and agility. And it's things that I, you know, not the this can't be Russians or the Chinese. If they had that kind of technology, I think we'd already be under their control. Wouldn't we? You can't. Yeah, I can't even imagine. But the, but that it the comes thing is, the is they, they, they also um, 
they have, you know, one of the more compelling stories I've heard is the military does um, exercises. The the fighter jets go out and they dogfight. And I don't remember where they were in the Mediterranean or something. And they were dogfighting. And there is a there is a point that is like a safe zone. And only the pilots know it. They're given in the briefing that there is a safe zone. And it is one specific point in the map. And it's verbally given. And not over the radio. In the in the room, in the briefing room, right before they go out. So they launched all the planes off the aircraft carriers. They got into a dogfight. And one of the planes was shadowed by this object. And they started tracking it everywhere. And it started to dogfight with it. Uh, and there was nothing the plane could do to be able to keep up with its maneuvers. And they thought... They're not playing with us. They're teaching us. They're teaching us you don't have a chance. Uh, and so mm. it dog fought for a while. And then the other planes. And then uh, it went immediately to the exact point, which was the safe space. Right. And it, 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 again, the, the mm. Navy walked away with the message. They know everything. I don't know how they knew that. But they, it, it wasn't a mistake, it wasn't a coincidence that it went to that exact location. They were sending the message, not only can we outmaneuver you, we know what you're doing. <laughs> well, now, wh- yeah. why would it do that for years and then not introduce itself? Uh, maybe they've got... Uh you know the star trek principle going for them the uh the non-intervention thing the well, then prime... they blew it yeah <laughs> <laughs> they blew it uh, because they shouldn't they shouldn't be seen then that's kind of like the question everybody always had why don't they land in washington dc and you know oh and please please take our politicians <laughs> yes <laughs> wouldn't you i would be so relieved if you got up and you saw on television we have taken over the planet and taken all of your politicians. We're now in charge. I think everybody would go, oh, thank God. Oh, there is some hope yes. after all. Yeah, there is. A, there is a God. He's listening to us. There is hope. Can I ask one more question? What do you think happens to a majority of people's faith? Mine is solid because I mm-hmm. believe that. You know, there are aliens. I believe that we're not yeah. alone uh, in the universe. Me too. Um, but a, a lot of people still kind of believe that we're unique and that we're I the think only their ones. Faith would be. Do you think that do you, do you think that would shake people's faith? I, I think some. Yeah, because like you said, I think some people believe we're alone and we're the only ones that were created, I guess. Uh, do you believe that, Stu? You don't believe that, do you? Uh, no, I, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say that I've, uh, this, this, I've read a thesis on this, honestly, <laughs> uh, I have not, uh, examined, I, I, I've never believed that, uh, 
uh, there's nothing else but i mean i i have never t- also tied it into like let me cross reference this on the bible and see what you know i just haven't mm-hmm. gone that that way <laughs> yeah, you know? i know i don't think the bible talks about any of it no but i mean there's, I think there are just... people with faith you know there's some people who you know look at you know religious texts and say like absolutely not we're the only ones here and some people say no you know like we're there's it doesn't it doesn't rule that out I, I really don't know what, uh, frankly, well enough to know what the answer to that is. I mean, I, my impression is that it does not rule it out, but I know there are people. <laughs> what did, honestly, what an incredible waste of space. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. If we're alone. No kidding. What a waste. And I think there's, uh, I mean, an infinite number of worlds that have been created with people on them. Have to be. Yeah. Have to be. But I think they probably, I I don't buy the big heads and the, and the green skin thing. I I think they'd look like us. I think they're probably created in his image, just like we were. I'm kind of the view that we're all like the earth is basically like an atom Mm -hmm. and we're of a more of a much larger, uh, like there's like a cool robot that we're actually part of. We're just swimming around inside the molecular structure of a giant robot that's Uh killing (laughs) some other giant world that is also part of a, wow. a molecular structure of another robot. We're just a series of robots wow. like Russian dolls. That's, <laughs> wow, that's an interesting yeah. theory. Yeah, you know, really? It's in the Bible. We're in Bible country. Russian we're, we're in Bible I'm country. Still in the Bible. Still in the Bible. Still, still in the Bible, Bible text. text. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Let's get back to something serious in just a minute. First, let me tell you about uh, my pillow. I don't know if you saw my Instagram page uh, last night, Stu. Oh, yes, but- I did. I very oh, much yeah, did. Right? Mm-hmm. I've, I've said, yeah. I saw something very disturbing that I would like to forget uh, on your Instagram page last night. You know, my wife, uh, my wife took that and mm. and I said, you got to post that. And she said, I don't think you want this scene. I, <laughs> again, Tanya I said, what is always about? smarter than you. When she says something, uh, always listen to her. Look, I was just, I was waiting for my daughter to come out after a play she's in, and she was making mm. us wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. And so I just said, you know, what I was going to do when she got out, if she makes me wait anymore. And by the way, I sent that video to her, and she came out immediately. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> it did. It really did work. You need to see uh, this, by the way. But you see that go, video. On, go go yeah. to Glenn Beck uh, on, on, on Instagram, Instagram. And, and watch. The, it's, it's, I will say, I, I commented below saying that I, I was upset there was not a TVMA rating uh, posted uh, <laughs> on the video because it was quite disturbing, uh, but you need to see it. No, it's not. Anyway. My pillow has created the best pair of slippers you've ever seen. That's the only thing that was missing was me wearing the slippers. Uh, and you can wear them all the time. They have three-tier cushioning system, two layers of my pillow foam, a layer of impact gel. They all come together and they prevent fatigue. They're, and they're stylish. Dad, yeah, they're stylish. My kids love them when I wear them outside. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, use the promo code BECK, and receive this incredible offer. The slippers come with a one-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com, promo code BECK, or call 800-966-3117, MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. So, Dr. Fauci... Uh, has announced now two months after he said, 
I'm not wearing this for show. I'm not doing. I know this is this is very important that everybody wears a mask. He said this yesterday. How has it changed what you do? How has it changed your mask wearing practices? Well, you know, George, I'm obviously careful because I mean I'm a physician and a healthcare provider. I am now much more comfortable in in people seeing me indoors without a mask. I mean. Before the CDC made the recommendation change, I didn't want to look like I was giving mixed signals. But being a fully vaccinated person, the chances of my getting infected in an indoor setting is extremely low. And that's the reason why in indoor settings now, I feel comfortable about not wearing a mask because I'm fully fully vaccinated. So it was merely acting. (laughs) What? Was it? I mean, you were only wearing it because you didn't want to have people think that you were violating the guidelines. Why didn't you just say exactly what you just said there? Because that was the truth then. Mm -hmm. That's the truth now. Why does this guy always think that he has to couch the truth for America? Why? And why are we still listening to him? Why is he being interviewed by anyone now? realestateagentsitrust.com right now if you're looking to buy or sell a house you need the best real estate agent if you're in a if you're in a seller's market uh good for you good for you that's what it is in texas oh yeah uh buyer's market like in california good luck selling your house you need somebody who has all of the skills all of the expertise all of the traffic coming into their website you need a real estate agent you can trust. May I suggest you'll find one. We'll send you the names of a couple of agents, if we have two or three in your area, uh, that we think we have vetted and we think they're the best for you in the area. You can get this as a free service. All you have to do is just go to realestateagentsitrust.com and interview the people we think are the best. Um, Los Angeles has just decided they're going to send everybody a thousand dollars a month guaranteed income. It's a pilot program, which they've done all around the world for universal basic income, and it never works. What are we doing? Why are we wasting our time on something people have tried and it doesn't work? You know why? Because this time it'll be different. We'll make it work. And we'll never, ever let go of it. Oh, that's fantastic. Also, Stu tells me there's news on Cuomo. I I don't know if it's worth talking about, yes, quite honestly. Yes, it is. I, <laughs> he must be exposed. About once a week, I have to feed the beast. I have to let Stu riff on uh, Cuomo. And today, oh, it'll be good eating. We're going to feed the beast in 60 seconds. 
Glenn Beck program. So I keep hearing from these listeners who have taken Relief Factor and it's changed their lives by knocking out their plane, uh, their pain. And many of them, like Susan, who just wrote me from she's here in Texas, uh, they're in pain because they exercise all the time. Hello. I mean, watch other people exercise. That's what I like to do. You don't have to do it yourself. Buy somebody an exercise bike and then let them ride it, right? Nobody ever listens to me about these things. Anyway, Susan was in a lot of pain and she wanted to do something to remedy it uh, rather than stop exercising, which I highly recommend. And I'm a doctor, man. She heard me talk about Relief Factor on the radio and she decided to give it a try. Within just a couple of weeks of starting the quick start trial, she reports that her pain just began melting away and has stayed away ever since. Susan got her crazy lifestyle of exercising back. (laughs) I don't know. Relief factor. It's not a drug, but developed by doctors. And 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. You can order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. It's uh, relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com or 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com. I have something so delicious, I cannot wait. But I'm going to. I'm going to. Because Stu begs me every day. We're going to talk about Cuomo, aren't we? We're going to talk <laughs> about Cuomo. Because he's the worst, you know. Yeah. And I, I say, Hitler was pretty bad, Stu. And you keep telling me not to talk about Hitler. Uh, no, you could, you could talk about Hitler. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Hitler not not uh, not alive, so he's not as much of a current threat, despite what the media tells you that he's around every corner. Hitler uh, killed old people. Mm-hmm. Cuomo killed old people. True. Some comparisons could there. It it's be, interesting. You know, the Hitler family moved to Long Island after <laughs> Scott World Hitler. War Two. Scott Hitler, <laughs> Debbie, Andrew. <laughs> Hitler. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. You did expose the the other people in the in the Hitler family <laughs> the, the Hitler other day, family. which was fascinating exactly to hear. Exactly right. Uh, All right. So, what are you whining about with uh, Cuomo? So, a lot of people have been talking about the sexual harassment part of the Cuomo saga, which yeah. is you know, legitimate. Uh, there's still a report coming from the Attorney General of the state. We don't know what, what's in there yet. Here's one thing <laughs> right, we do right. know, however, 100. Okay. Other than just Andrew Cuomo is awful. Dot com. We know that, but we also know that Andrew Cuomo doesn't care what you think about him and his sexual harassment allegations. So listen to this clip right. from yesterday. There is a legal definition of harassment that is very clear. All I was saying is just uncomfortable does not uh, uh-huh. mean sexual harassment. Mm. You make me uncomfortable by some of the questions you ask me. That is not sexual harassment. There are other elements that also have to be added. Intimate has a number of uh, manifestations. Mm. I think we have an intimate relationship. Don't you think that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Not a sexual relationship. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh. Oh, that, you know why that's so funny? 
<laughs> that is so funny because he's making light of the women he's been groping, you know, by saying that. Oh. It is so funny. Oh. It's hilarious. Once you know the context yeah. that he's been accused, <laughs> uh, you know, of intimate relationship, it's hysterical. <laughs> mm, no, he is just, he's a ham. He's a ham, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is. Uh, he now, is. despite all of his handsy escapades uh, that he's been participating oh. in, I happen to be one of the people who think the larger issue is the thousands of old people he murdered. It's oh my maybe gosh, it's just, just me. Go on. I yeah, think- you go on and on. We got it. He killed old people. Hmm. Move on. Now, for months, as you know, Glenn, uh, uh-huh. the numbers of victims of Cuomo's policies were both known to him and mm-hmm. hidden by him by him mm-hmm. by him yes now the same could be said about his compensation for his viscerally repulsive book which i love the working title was how to enrich yourself by murdering grandparents <laughs> i hate to it was one of no, yes, that, that was the it was one time. of the times right, it exactly. could have been kicked around. Yeah. Uh, it was actually called American Crisis, which describe is the title of the book and also what he unleashed on America over the past year. <laughs> uh, so before we got the truth about what his compensation was, he decided um, to, of course, make a few little announcements. Glenn, he used a bit of distraction. Let me quote. Hours before the release of the figures, Mr. Cuomo made a series of major pandemic-related announcements, including the end of most mask mandates in the state for vaccinated New Yorkers, Hmm. the loosening of capacity restrictions on businesses, and the return of the New York City Marathon, (laughs) and the Tribeca Film Festival. (laughs) Is that it? That's all? Wow. Wow. What an amazing timing. I get the science just supported that change in policy a few hours before his announcement. (laughs) That's what happened. You know, it's a coincidence. Things like that happen. Yeah. He was just following the science and the science said that this science should be announced as a distraction before an embarrassing admission. (laughs) That's what the science said. What was the announcement that was so embarrassing that Stu is trying to say he was hiding that he, for his horrible scam of, uh, of a book, he just, uh, you know, uh, received $5.12 million Unreal. in advance of $5.12 million. And, you know, I mean, he got that for what? Nothing? Doing nothing? I don't think that's fair. His book was much worse than nothing. Uh, look, he, <laughs> if he had only done than nothing, nothing, that, what right. an amazing thing that would be for the state of New York. If he had done nothing, nursing homes would have just said, well, of course, we're not going to take COVID positive patients <laughs> into our nursing homes right. with the most vulnerable so all around. <laughs> so him nothing, doing nothing would have saved lives yes, is what you're saying. Nothing would have been <laughs> right, much okay. better than Cuomo. Literally having no governor <laughs> at all <laughs> would have been right. far superior from someone who seemed intent of wiping everyone over 65 years old off the planet (laughs) but 5.12 million dollars now you may not be in the business of ending lives of innocent people for profit (laughs) so you may you may not realize how much money this is for a book deal yeah i mean a lot we know a lot about the book uh, industry almost Mm -hmm. no one 
no one makes the kind of cash we're talking about, you know, now in 2021. This, this is from the New York Times. According to the publishing world, the revelation of Mr. Cuomo's pay- payment elicited shock. The amount <laughs> appeared to be a staggering sum to pay to a politician who already had a meager sales record for his previous book, a memoir that just sold a few thousand print copies. Remember, we're talking about $5.12 million. And I will say this, even if you take away $1.12 million from the total, it's still completely insane. And we know that for sure (laughs) because it was initially reported that Cuomo earned $4 million for the book. Right. In fact, let me let me quote here how the left wing magazine, The New Republic, covered it. Why would anyone pay Andrew Cuomo $4 million for a book? The good news is they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. And remember, that's an incredible amount for any author. But Cuomo is quite possibly the worst single author in the history of words. That quote. That is Andrew Cuomo. (laughs) Quoting, seven years ago, on the eve of being elected to a second term as governor, of new york andrew cuomo completed a rite of passage familiar to all presidential aspirants he published a memoir Mm. all things are possible Uh. it's overlong at more than 550 pages (laughs) cliche ridden and hopelessly dull which is to say a standard issue political tome cuomo was paid more than seven hundred thousand dollars in advance by harper collins the book had an announced initial run of 200,000, but five months after it was published, it had sold just 3,000 copies in hardcover <laughs> and 13 audiobooks. Oh, I love it. Even, even by the dismal uh, standards of the subgenre of books by politicians, this was a flop. Based on a conservative estimate of the governor's advance, Cuomo earned about $200 for every hardcover sold. <laughs> $200 a book? That was, yeah, yeah, and uh, and 13 audiobooks. Yeah. Don't that, that, forget wait, wait. those 13 audiobooks. That's total. Not 13,000 audiobooks. I'm legitimately telling you it was like... One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. That's how many times people clicked buy. I just gave you the entire history of the book. <laughs> <laughs> they had to pay Cuomo two hundred dollars per book. I mean, it's hard to overstate how much of a catastrophe that is in it's every a single way. Catastrophe. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So. When that happens to you, <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. you wouldn't ever write another book ever again. Mm. Sheer, just out of <laughs> oh, shame, right? Uh, uh, really uh, guilty feelings on, gee, I just took $700,000 from these people and 13 audiobooks were downloaded. <laughs> I feel kind of bad. Yeah. And so how did this new book work out for the company? Hmm, I may wonder. I, may I quote again? Ah. There's no question that they lost their shirts <laughs> and that Cuomo was the beneficiary of what only can be characterized as a bad commercial decision. Ah. You think? <laughs> this is the founder and chief executive of Ideological a publishing consultancy. Hmm. I bad commercial decision is quite a way to put it. Uh, I, 
It's a little bit of an understatement. It's basically like calling the importation of, I don't know, COVID-positive patients into nursing homes a bad management decision. (laughs) Uh, Yes, it's true. It is true, but a little bit of an understatement. Quote, uh, though more successful than its predecessor, you know, the one that sold 13 (laughs) copies in audiobook, it has sold 45,000 copies. It, too, is a disaster from a sales standpoint. And that was before Cuomo was hit with a cascade of scandals. Its publisher, Crown, stopped promoting it earlier this year. (laughs) American Crisis even plays a supporting role in one of those scandals. While Cuomo and his aides were working or were at, at work on the book, they were simultaneously working to undercount nursing home deaths early in the pandemic, according to the New York Times. And that's an important point. It's not just wow. that the book was a catastrophe sales-wise, which it was, uh, and it's not just that it was a failure, which it certainly was. It's that the book itself was a big part of the problem. Quote, last summer, top aides to Mr. Cuomo gathered at the governor's mansion with editors to read from the manuscript, a memoir of the pandemic's first months. The aides who had been directly involved in the pandemic response took turns reading passages and commenting on facts in the work like that didn't happen. (laughs) According to two people with knowledge of the gathering, which began on a Friday and stretched into the weekend, the governor also read aloud from the work. So in the same place, the same location, he was allegedly groping women. He was also Mm. forcing them to read his book. I... (laughs) Don't know which is worse. I can't compute. All right. Oh, my gosh. The craziest part about all of this is not that he may have forced his staffers to help write the book, which is against the law, or that he completely failed. I mean, you know, he's Andrew Cuomo. His life is filled with gigantic failures. One after another. Have you seen my nipple rings? Hey. But there's no way, there is no way this could have succeeded. There was no path to success by giving him this much money. Industry figures have estimated that the the, uh, the figure of assumed sales to justify this uh, contract would be in the very high six figures and possibly over a million. An astonishing number, particularly given the disruptions caused by COVID-19. It points to the kind of mania that grips some publishing houses and the bubbles that many executives live in. Cuomo's popularity among a certain set was so profound that the idea that American Crisis could be the kind of book that makes a publishing house's year took hold. So you can sit here and we can mock him for saying he only sold 5% of expectations, which is what he did. But 50,000 books for Andrew Cuomo is like a literal miracle. That is (laughs) incredible. It's incredible. I mean, he outperformed all expectations by like 10 times and still was only at 120th of breaking even. Okay. Uh, Question has to be asked why, and we'll do that in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about AMAC. If you haven't joined AMAC yet, there are three reasons why you should head over to amac.us slash back and join right now. First is it's an advocacy group for you conservatives people who believe in the constitution it's the association of mature american citizens and they have participated in over a thousand personal meetings with congressional leaders ensuring that your voice is heard on issues like freedom of speech the second amendment religious freedom so first thing is they stand for what you stand for 
Second, they make it really easy for you to get involved. A quarter of a million AMAC members have directly participated in AMAC's outreach campaigns to, to Congress. They are hearing your voice. And AMAC provides you with exceptional benefits, things like insurance products, travel discounts, and so much more. And the third reason is AMAC is a source of uncensored information that you can trust. Newsletters, videos, podcasts, fresh website content, a bi-monthly magazine that you can trust what they're saying. So join AMAC for the advocacy or the benefits or the information or all of them. Just join AMAC because America needs you. AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Beck. That's AMAC dot U-S slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. So this begs the question, why? Doesn't it, Stu? Yeah, why would you lie about all this? Why would you hide right. the numbers? Why would you have your staff cover them up? Why would you interfere with scientific reports that told the truth? Why would you torture the families of all of these people who died as a result of your policies? Why? $5.12 million. That is why. That's the reason. So why you would lie about this? $5.12 million. Why you would hide the numbers? $5.12 million. Why you would have your staff cover it up? $5.12 million. But why would you interfere with a scientific report that told the truth? $5.12 million. But you're torturing the families of all these people who died as a result of your policies. Why? $5.12 million. That's why. Andrew Cuomo lied to new york he lied to america he lied to every single person in america's face every single day for months to protect his 5.12 million dollars and glenn the, the media assisted him every step of the way every step of the way all in an attempt to save his precious 5.12 million dollars it's despicable it's yeah, despicable but, but- did you see him on stage yesterday? Play that clip again. Because no, this, I think you I forget. Can't He's so cringy. How good. No, no. What? Play that clip again, please. I just, I, it, I can't hear it again. It was good. No, no, no. please you don't. To. You have to. No, oh, I beg of you. I will pay you $5.12 million. Harassment. That is very clear. All I was saying is just uncomfortable, uncomfortable. does not uh, mean <laughs> sexual harassment. <laughs> You Somebody make get me uncomfortable by some of the Dang. questions you ask me. That is not sexual harassment. There are other elements that also have to be added. <laughs> Intimate has a number of uh, manifestations. I think we have an intimate relationship. Don't you think that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's Not funny. a sexual relationship. <laughs> female. Yeah. No. Uh, not no. sexual. <laughs> made you uncomfortable with that question didn't I? Ah, you made another person feel uncomfortable oh, oh that's great but that's uncomfortable is not sexual harassment i can't believe this guy is mm. being allowed to define those terms i mean nobody else has been allowed to you can't even defend yourself 
incredible. I mean, you can't even defend yourself. You can't do anything when it comes to God this. help you if yeah. you happen to be in in college. Yeah. And you're accused of sexual. You can say, wait, wait, wait. They won't even listen to you. Wait, I wasn't they won't the even state. listen to you. Right. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're guilty. guilty. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Summer is here. That means fun in the sun for a lot of people, unless you live in Texas, in which case it means the beginning of a six-month-long game of, no, the floor is actually lava. Anyway, if you're going out doing fun stuff in the summer, uh, you might want a good tune in your ear. Maybe some, I don't know, maybe some Beach Boys or something like that. You know what I really like? It's all about the bass. It's all about the bass. You like that when I sing that song, don't you, Stu? Uh, no, I will pay you $5.12 million to never do it again. <laughs> you can see it on, uh, I sang it uh, last night for my daughter on Instagram. You'll love that. Mm. Anyway, you want wireless earbuds? You get Raycon. They are about half the uh, price of a pair of Apple uh, earbuds, and they don't have those stupid white sticks that are sitting out. They don't, they're not uncomfortable. They have... Uh, different things that you put on the end so it'll fit your ear, so it'll stay in. They sound great. Did I mention half the price? It's Raycons, and they're offering a 15% discount on all of their products. Just go to buyraycon.com slash Beck. That's buyraycon.com slash Beck. If you also believe Andrew Cuomo is awful, go to andrewcuomoisawful.com. You get mugs, t-shirts. Don't forget, it's less than $5.12 million. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, I have some, I have such good news. Such good news. You're going to love this. You really are going to love this. I've never heard of this group before. Apparently, they've been around since 1929. Uh, It's called the Consumers Research. Uh, And again, I know nothing about this company or this 501c3. I don't even know. But I will soon. I'd like to have them on the air. They have decided to go after the woke companies. All of these companies uh, from Coca-Cola to Nike to American Airlines. And I want to play three ads that they've just released that they need to go everywhere. I'll tweet them out. They've got to go everywhere. Listen to this. American Airlines rated the worst, losing the most bags, shrinking legroom during COVID. American requires passengers to show ID to fly, but attacks Texas's popular voter ID law. Why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left to distract from billions in taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs? Doug Parker, American Airlines, serve your customers, not woke politicians. It's like a, it's interesting. It's like a political attack ad, but just, just aimed at a company. So something I learned from, something I learned from Bill O'Reilly. Bill said to me at one point, um, he said, look, you're going to get a lot of heat. He said, so when you have a fight that you don't think you can win, let me in. I'll, uh, I'll do something. And I said, well, what would you do? And he said, oh, I'll talk d- directly to the CEO on TV. And I said, and that helps. 
<laughs> and he said, CEOs do not like their name in the press. They don't like it uh, applied to controversy or anything about them. They like it when their name is mentioned, you know, uh, in newspaper articles about how great they are, mm -hmm. but not tied to any kind of scandal. He said they hate it, <laughs> hate it. This company is going and, and saying, gee, is it because they lost all this money and had to have a big bailout from the government? Or is it because what was his name? Uh, the CEO just got a nine million dollar salary. Mm, they're not going to like that. Let me play uh, busted number two. Listen, Nike is constantly political. Why? Cover. Congressional reports suspect Nike used forced labor in China. Religious minorities were ripped from their families, sterilized, sold to factories. Nike made shoes in those same areas. Congress tried to ban Nike's labor practices. Nike fought back with highly paid lobbyists. Rather than hiring Americans, Nike chose China. John Donahoe, Nike. Stop exploiting foreign labor. Serve your customers, not woke politicians. Hmm. John Donahoe. <laughs> uh, love it. And the last one on Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is getting political, attacking Georgia's popular voting law. Why? To distract from years of dismal sales, terrible 2020 results, reports suspecting they benefited from forced labor in China. Coca-Cola products are poisoning America's youth and worsening the <laughs> obesity epidemic. So the company tried funding phony science to minimize the harms, but they got busted. James Quincy, Coca-Cola. Stop poisoning our children. Serve your customers, <laughs> not woke politicians. Is that fantastic? James Quincy. James Quincy poisoning America's youth with the footnotes underneath it. You have to watch these as TV commercials with the footnotes underneath it on why that's a true statement. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Now, our job is you go to consumers, uh, consumersresearch.org, consumersresearch.org. Go there now. And uh, click on the Say No to Woke Companies. And you'll find those three ads. More are coming. I'm, I can't wait to hear the one about baseball. Major League, Major League Baseball. And Babe Ruth. What, why, are you, why are you fondling little children? Um, the, uh, the Woke Companies campaign, Say No to Woke Companies, is at consumersresearch.org. Get them and tweet them out one at a time. Put them on your Facebook. Put them everywhere. America, you finally have somebody in your corner that is actually fighting for you. I love this approach. It's a really interesting approach. I, I can't remember ever seeing anything like it. You know, usually you don't hear attack ads against products and companies right? big, like big that. tobacco were you old enough to remember the fight against big tobacco oh yeah 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 okay so this is what they did to big tobacco yeah know? i guess i guess yeah that's, that's marlboro a good... man <laughs> why are you killing people yeah you i know, guess they that's... were just yeah i don't know why i'm separating that but like i think like 
in a way they it's almost like a, a like Pepsi would run an art should run our uh you know commercials against Coke like this like a competitor right that is trying to say like look at all the bad things that are happening with this particular company because while it's its motivation seems to be stop getting involved in woke politics it, it's it's not necessarily about that right like it's just profiling really bad things that have happened with the company well, that the company wants you to forget so the, the the problem is is that they know um, Pepsi's never going to do that because no. Pepsi doesn't want to get on the other side right. of the woke culture. You know, mm-hmm. they're probably most likely part of it. Oh, sure. Um, but but also uh, yesterday. So New York, they pulled the mask band. And so you don't you don't have to wear the masks uh, anymore. Let me see if I can find this. Here it is. New York City supermarket. It's called Morton Williams Supermarkets, uh, and it's caught up in the conflicts on the masks. Morton Williams customers are sharply divided over the grocery chain's decision. Controversy kicked off Monday when the popular supermarket emailed customers about its decision to comply to comply with the new CDC coronavirus guidelines starting Wednesday when New York State will drop the mask mandate. The short email just explained the new policy, and the Big Apple grocer said, we will not ask for proof of vaccination. Well, that was stomping on a hornet's nest. Um, and the, the chain uh, put out another email just a few hours later. We recently sent you an email explaining our policy regarding masks. In doing so, we knew that we were stepping into a hornet's nest and that many would feel that this is a premature decision better suited for a later day. But we didn't know that we would be held hostage. So help me. I am now in front of this flag of the woke culture, and I'm reading this statement. Um, We will put up signs encouraging customers and employees to continue wearing masks regardless of their vaccination status. Uh. And 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 please be respectful to those who do not feel comfortable. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They're now telling the mask, the non mask wearing population of New York that they have to be kind to the mask wearing people of new york who are not following the science Mm. now i have no problem you want to wear a mask for the rest of your life that's your choice i think you're missing out i think it's ridiculous but But especially if you're ugly it's okay go ahead continue to do it like i wish there was a mask for my entire body (laughs) but there's not yet that's clothing Um, that's what clothing is (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) Yes, you're right on that. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't do enough for me anymore. I need a moo-moo. Anyway, um, anyway the, uh, you know, if you don't want to wear a mask, fine. If you do want to wear a mask, fine. If you want to get the vaccine, fine. You don't want to get the vaccine, fine. I don't really care. We are on the mend. The CDC, if you want to follow the science... Then why aren't you following the science when the CDC scientists reluctantly finally come to the conclusion that you don't need to wear a mask? You're, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. You it, well, I, and I think you hit on the most frustrating part about this because, yes, it's really frustrating when they don't follow the science and all of that. Uh, the excruciating part of this is, is being berated 
for a year for not wearing a mask outside by Being the left. killers. And now the, killers. the second the CDC admits what we've all known the entire time, that there's no outdoor transmission largely of this virus, there have been zero documented cases outside of close conversation outdoors in the entire world since yeah, the beginning that, of the pandemic, according to the New York number, Times, not me. Let me just say you, that, that number is zero. Zero. So I want you to consider that. Yeah. It is zero. Right. So zero is the number. For an entire mm. year, we've taken people screaming at us for following the science. And now, day one after the CDC decides to admit what has been known uh, about vaccinations for a very long time, that this is not something you need to worry about, then we're like, they're like, oh, gosh, please don't criticize. You guys aren't going to get upset about this, are you? You guys aren't going to start criticizing people who make different choices than you. Everyone has a right for their own decision making and risk assessment. And you need to make sure you don't be mean to others. You're telling us that? After this year, you're coming after, to us with that nonsense after, after all of this? Ra- after Rachel Maddow actually had the set. She did, too. She uh, she had the set to be able to go on television and say, you know, I'm going to have to rewire my whole thinking because I have to stop seeing people not wearing a mask and think you're a danger. Mm-hmm. You're going to kill somebody. Yeah. You're selfish. Uh, you're a Republican. A denier. What? Mm -hmm. I mean, the problem is, the problem is they have viewed America through this lens. Their little mask is like a little armband saying what party they belong to, say a little uh, little red armband. Uh, And anybody who didn't wear a mask, that was like a Jewish star. They could see who the enemy was. And they liked those categories. It's us versus them. I don't like that. I don't like that. I never have liked that. I wouldn't like it if it was reversed. Um, And, you know, they've been pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And now that the science agrees with those who didn't wear a mask or don't want to wear a mask anymore. Now the science says, yep, you don't have to wear a mask. They're going crazy and asking for mercy. And yet they bashed this supermarket so badly for just complying with the law and science that they humbly withdrew and said, wait, well, wait, 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 we'll ask everybody. We'll we'll ask everybody if they'll still wear a mask. That's insanity. That is mob rule. That's not America. That's not science. That's mob rule. All right, then, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Patriot Mobile. All right, let me ask you this. Are you tired of, no, let me say this way. Did you really like that commercial I just played? Uh, those, those three commercials from uh, the, the uh, consumer information uh, site? The one that was talking about, you know, hey, Nike, you suck. I like those because it's us sending a message and we just don't send messages. That's why they're not afraid. That's why the the grocery store will acquiesce to the left because they know 
they're a mob. I don't ever want to be a mob, but I want people to know that at least half this country disagrees with you strongly. So get out of the business of Verizon or AT&T, any of these big cell services. They are taking part of their profits, which they have a right to do, and they're giving it to things like Planned Parenthood. Why would you do that? You work hard every day. You're looking to stop some of these things. And every time you pay your phone bill, you're sending a portion of that money to Planned Parenthood? No. Now, there used to be no choice, but there is now. It's Patriot Mobile. It's a great service. You'll pay less for the service. You'll get the same great service because they're on the same cell towers. They have more coverage now than anybody else in the United States. And they share your values. Come on. It's time to stand together. It's time to appreciate the services that these companies are giving us. They may not be the big guys, but who cares? That's in name only. Get the same great service at a lower price with people that stand with your values. That's Patriot Mobile. Join right now. There is power in numbers. There are power in the numbers leaving and canceling Verizon or whatever your cell service is and going to Patriot Mobile. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the uh, welcome to the program. Yesterday we uh, cut the ribbon on the AJE Center. That's the American Journey Experience. Uh, and this weekend we hold uh, an official American Journey Experience two-day session on the history of America, the highlights and the lowlights, the storyline, if you will. Uh, it'll be available on uh, online soon. Uh, right now, if you'd like more information for this session or any of the sessions over the summer, just go to mercuryone.org. That's mercuryone.org. Hello, America, and welcome to the program. Okay, I got a couple of things that I think we're going to give you some insight on uh, this hour. Three things, actually. COVID, the vaccines, and the masks. Uh, two, we're going to give you some perspective on what happened uh, in Israel, what is happening in Israel, what the truth is behind that, and also a little on abortion and this case that is being taken up by the Supreme Court. I heard a very positive and interesting theory. It's just a theory. But it seemed to make sense to me last night when I was talking to a couple of friends about why would the Supreme Court take this decision up? Is this a good thing or a bad thing? I'll explain in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. Timeshare termination team is there. If you uh, if you are well, if you're on your way this weekend and you're going to sit through some seminar that you just come and then, you know, you don't have to buy into the timeshare. Look, have another Mai Tai. Don't go. Don't do it. Timeshare, bad. Unless it's Disney, which will actually buy them back. Otherwise, you're in these things forever. And there doesn't seem to be any way out. And you're not getting what you were promised. You don't want it anymore. And you can't sell it. 
No, the the salesman told me we could resell it. Uh-uh. Uh, he told you a lot of things, didn't he? Uh, here's the thing. Timeshares. If you, if you have one, you can get out, but you need the biggest attorney team on the planet to help you do it. Somebody who does this full time. And that's where timeshare termination team comes in. A lot of companies out there, but they have a dedicated team of in-house attorneys that work exclusively for the company and they specialize in timeshare cancellation law. If they can't get you out, 100% money back guarantee. And if you call them and tell them I sent you, you will save, uh, what is it, 20%. That's a great deal. And you don't lose anything. If they don't get you out, 100% money back guarantee. TimeshareTerminationTeam.com. That's TimeshareTerminationTeam.com. Or an easy way to remember is their phone number, 888-GET-YOU-OUT. 888-GET-YOU-OUT. TimeshareTerminationTeam.com. All right, so I want to bring in David Harsani, uh, who is, I think, a brilliant, brilliant man. I rue the day that we let him escape from our clutches. Uh, David Harsani is now the senior writer at National Review and uh, wrote a couple of articles that I want to talk to him about. One is, let's start here with the uh, uh, abortion and the abortion bill that uh, the Supreme Court just took up. Hi, David. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me. Good, good. Um, I want to run this theory by you on why the Supreme Court took this particular case, uh, because they have they've passed a lot of cases up and uh, but they took this one up. And, and the the logic from my friends who watch the Supreme Court and know kind of these things said that they've been looking for the right case and they only took on one aspect of this and that is the 15 months uh you know uh, viability law and weeks 15 weeks of course yeah i'm sorry 15 weeks viability uh clause and the reason why my friend tells me that this is happening is because this is the way to eventually dismantle all of it but you have to come in at something reasonable people can agree with roe versus wade is is all about viability well babies are more viable you know that was 20 or 21 weeks now they're viable at 15 weeks and so they're moving that to slowly make this their first pitch in with something scientific and not something that is religious or uh, based on morals per se do you buy into that, David? Um, I don't. I, yeah, I, I kind of do. I mean, I don't know if, uh, you know, the, the idea that they have some kind of political angle that they're looking at is something I wish that they wouldn't do, but maybe it's just the reality of the world, right? So right, um, if right, that's right. the case, the viability aspect is a good one because as, as a political matter, most Americans are um, not if not totally against abortion, want the restrictions after the first trimester. So viability, which is always changing, which actually proves that the whole idea of viability is, is nonsense. Right. Actually, right um, is 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 a good issue to to hand, you know to to tether to as you move forward. Yeah, and even if you don't change anything else, eventually we get down to the baby is viable at any time. Uh, you know, just because of science and the way it is, um, it's moving forward. 
Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, the. Unless you want, you have something else you want to go into. Your your article on abortion was great, by the way. You want to touch on that? Well, I appreciate that. I, I just wanted to make the quick point that that the idea that you know you don't have technology to save someone doesn't mean that they're not alive. In the 1700s, we couldn't save people from infection. It didn't mean they weren't alive. And I think that that's the mm-hmm. argument. That's a rational, non-religious argument to make to people. It's a moral argument, but I think it's a, it's a strong one. Um, David, I miss your clear thinking. Um, you are one of my favorite people, and and uh, you are just a uh, a passionate person without basing your arguments in in passion. Um, let's talk a little bit about the squad. You just wrote an article for the National Review. The squad is rooting for Hamas. David, I don't I don't think even even under Obama, I don't think it was this bad. I, I don't think I have ever seen such clear cut good versus evil and we seem to always be picking the side of evil in the last few months talk to me about israel and hamas yeah i mean listen israel is an imperfect plate democracy or you know a democratic nation like many others a liberal nation where there are courts of law and and uh, people are allowed to defend themselves and the nation is allowed to defend themselves so you know i have no problem with people who are critical of israel but when you take the side of Hamas, which is just a, it's a death cult, essentially, that wants not only to kill Israeli civilians, they want their own civilians martyred in this cause. I just it escapes me how anyone, anyone with uh, any kind of moral understanding of the world can can make an equivalency between the two. Israel is clearly defending itself. Uh, now, whether you believe Palestinians should have a state or not, this is not about that. Hamas doesn't accept an, a two state solution. It wants a one state solution. And, uh, you know, every country, any country, our country, we would respond probably in, in a more more aggressive way than, than even the Israelis are doing. Now, people talk about civil, civilian casualties. If you think about what Hamas is doing, they are embedded within civilian populations. Then you do you realize that the amount of civilians who are unfortunately dying in this conflict is actually rather small compared to other ones. So I just it's hard for me to even understand this one. Many, you know, most things on the left, I try to understand their point of view. But this Hamas boosterism within, you know, I don't understand it. But I do think a lot of it has to do that we're talking with the fact that we're talking about Jews here. And I can't be dissuaded of that by anyone. So um, that's how I see it. Well, that was um, I had uh, Dershowitz on yesterday uh, talking about this. And he said pretty much the same thing. He said, look, you don't see the squad or anybody outraged by Tibet and what's happening in Tibet Mm -hmm. or, you know, what's happening with the Uyghurs. They're just not there. And he said the reason is the only logical conclusion he can come to is because their enemy isn't Jews. He said if they were Jews, they'd probably care all of a sudden. Right. And not just that they're Jews, maybe that they're Westerners, you know, in the sense of colonizing this area and and people have a bad grasp of the history of this situation. They always want to go back in time and restart history in 1948 or 1967 or even before. And it's simply not how it works. But, um, yeah, I agree with him. I think this does have to do with Jews. So when you see Rashida Tlaib, uh, Nakba never ended. Give the audience a definition of what Nakba is. Well, you know, they were constantly talking about occupied territory. But when you say Nakba, which means that I think it's translated as the catastrophe, you're talking right. about 1948. You're talking about the very existence of, of the Jewish state. For her, 
um, occupied territories, all territory, even towns that have Jewish names dating back to, you know, before Christ, and that she believes that that all should belong to a new Palestinian state, which has, of course, never existed as an Arab country ever. Um, so that's what she's talking about. We're not actually talking about, you know, 1967 armistice lines. We're talking about all of Israel. Why are people, I mean, David, it seems so clear to me, um, you know, who the Nazis are, uh, especially in this. I mean, they, they keep saying that the, the right is, uh, is all about white supremacy, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not about white supremacy. You're not about white supremacy. I honestly don't know anybody who is. I know they exist, but that is a very, very small number. And they keep calling us Nazis because we believe in the Constitution, which is not part of the Nazi philosophy. However, these, uh, you know, the squad is saying things that the Nazis would agree with. And many people uh, on Twitter, you can still find their their statements glorifying the killings of of Jews. Is America are we that detached from reality? Does, does this continue down this road or do we wake up or not? I'm asking, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm sure you've seen there are people who compare how progressives speak and how white supremacists speak. And it's often quite similar in their outlook on the world. It's identitarian. It's about color. It's, it it, it, it uh, takes away agency from people and just makes it all about the way they're born, which is the exact opposite of what Leon Martin Luther King Jr. was talking about, etc. So I think that that in many ways, they transpose that kind of thinking onto every situation. So like Israel, it's about white people and, and brown people, when in fact, hundreds of thousands of Israelis are refugees from Arab nations who never lived in the West, who look just like Arab people do. And, uh, you know, but they can't understand that, that not everything is about race. I don't know if we're ever going to wake up. I am actually I've always sort of thought that, you know, rhetoric about the end of the country, about the end of the Constitution was overdone. But now I don't think that anymore. I think it's in real trouble mm. because I don't think that the left progressive left at least believes in neutral principles that are in the Constitution, free speech you right. know, individual rights of any kind. So that's a huge right. problem. And the younger you are, the less you believe in it. And now that they run the schools and the colleges and the, you know, and the and big business, I don't know how you, you turn it around anymore. Well, that's, uh, that's more depressing than I used to make you uh, <laughs> when we would talk. Uh, <laughs> I remember times when I would tell you stuff and you'd be like, okay, I don't believe any of that. And I don't want to believe any of that. I'm there now, David. Like You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, how much of the responsibility of this, and this is one hope that I have that Americans will wake up because they saw low gas prices, jobs being created, not phantom jobs, but jobs, prices kept low, uh, and peace in the Middle East and the right track with China and Russia. And now all of it is coming undone all at once. And my hope is that people will actually see, well, wait a minute, yeah, I didn't like the way he tweeted and I didn't like some of the things he did, but compared to this, I want more of that and not this. 
And I, I think there's there's a possibility that they're exposing themselves because correct me if I'm wrong. Biden's policy, the reversal of the the foreign policy that Trump had is the reason we have this happening uh, over in Israel now. Agree or disagree? I think part of it is, is definitely the reversal having to do with Iran, having to do with releasing funds to the Palestinian Authority, having to do with the Palestinian Authority trying to create a problem to push the Biden administration to push Israel into some sort of Correct. deal, things like that. Um, and I think there will be blowback in the larger sense to what's going on, because if things turn poorly in the economy, people react that way. And they have for a long time. Yeah. And in, in fact, even though Donald Trump lost, the Republicans actually did relatively well in that election as far as the House goes and things like that. So, yeah, I think there'd be some reaction. My problem with that is that that's, you know, economic and 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 something I agree with. I'm for capitalism and, and all of that. However, there are underlying issues having to do with the yeah. Constitution that I'm not sure people are really uh, you know, grasping or, you know, my own kids go to school and the things they learn are, are really off-putting to me to say the least. So I worry about that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, all right, David, we'll talk again. Thank you so much for being on the program. David Harsani, he is a senior writer, National Review, and author of Euro Trash, which is coming out, I think, in a couple of weeks, isn't it? Isn't it, David? Uh, in the fall. No, in it's coming fall. out in the fall. Uh, we'd, I'd love to have you back. Make sure you come back uh, for that, at least. But we'll have you back before then, I hope. Um, David Harsani, thank you so much. Thank you, Glenn. You bet. Imagine that you're one of the millions of Americans just now trying to get back into the job market by searching job postings and actually applying for them. Now imagine that some cyber criminal is targeting people just like you by posting fake jobs designed to trick you into revealing your personal information and your social security number. Well, guess what? That is actually happening and you have to be protected against it. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft do affect our lives every day because every day we're putting information at risk when we go online and in an instant. A cyber criminal could harm what's yours. I mean, look what they did to the pipeline. You don't think they'd do that to little old me or little old you? No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But uh, seeing that Joe Biden is in the captain's chair right now, I don't think anybody in the government is actually caring about this. And you need to keep what's yours, yours. LifeLock will help you do that. Join now, save up to 25% Excuse me, off your first year at lifelock.com, promo code BECK. That's 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com, promo code BECK, save 25%. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, uh, no, let's, um, we have, uh, who do we have coming up here in just a second? Um, we have the author of resistance at all costs. She is a columnist for the wall street journal. Yeah. Kimberly Strassel. Um, and, um, she is, uh, she's talking about what we're talking about tonight on television. And that is the massive grab of property rights. The United States government is is now talking about 
um, taking the patents of these vaccines. It's much deeper than that. And this has happened before. Remember, Stu, we used to talk all the time about how stupid Hillary Clinton was for leading the campaign to get these vaccines taken by the government and take those patents so they could make them for everybody. And then what happened? Yeah, I mean, they were there. These companies decided they didn't want to make vaccines anymore because right. they, they couldn't. Uh, it was just nonstop punishment for them they couldn't make money off of them whenever they worked well the government stole their patents and and uh and abused them and made it impossible for that for them to operate they got out of the business yeah and and what happened then when people needed vaccines they remember the uproar Mm -hmm. yeah nowhere to be found and the government asked the question what are these companies thinking these companies are thinking you stole all of their proprietary information you just said you'll make them cheaper. So you said you were going to do that. And they decided, you know what? You stole our information. There's no money to be had here anymore. The government says they're going to do it. Go do it. And they didn't. And there's nobody to bitch to except to Hillary Clinton and the leftist who thought, you know, that really should not be private property. That should be public property. No. Private property is important. If you can't own your ideas, why have them? Why develop them? Why go through all of the times that nobody, you know, this RNA vaccine, this started with, a, I think, a black woman who had this idea back in the, I think, 80s. No one would listen to her. Mm-hmm. No one would listen to her. And she went from company to company to company. No one took her up on it. Yeah. Finally, one company did. And you're taking this now? After she went through everything, after the company risked everything, the other companies now that take it, they're risking. There was no evidence that this worked. They took all the risk. And you're going to take the credit and the patent? That's just wrong. Yeah, it really is an amazing story. It's it's funny because you know, a lot of people talk about this. This is a brand new vaccine. I mean, this technology has been in the works for 50 years almost now. It was a, 40 years. It was in the 80s. You're right. Yeah. Um, but she fought. It was a, yet another story of one voice fighting and fighting and fighting for this technology that everybody said wasn't going to work for decades and decades until someone said, eh, maybe that will work. And now here we are. And they're talking about not only, you know, the COVID thing, which at this point, we've talked about the pandemic basically being over because of uh, these vaccines, among other things. But in addition, they think that they may be around the corner from a cure to the common cold and all of these other types of uh, longstanding illnesses because of this technology that this one woman said, no, this will work. This will work. Let's keep trying. And fought for. And fought for. Government has no right to take private property, no right to take it. And that is part of our Constitution and our Declaration of Independence. We'll own nothing and be happy? I don't think so. The Great Reset of American Property, tonight on Blaze TV, 9 p.m. Don't miss my special. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Alrighty. So, if you like free books, how about the number one uh, book I recommend in terms of preparedness for what's coming for the uh, U.S. if the economy doesn't turn around? 
I talked to you earlier this month about the book called The Crisis Preparedness Handbook. If you don't have it, you should. It is uh, it's something that won't make you feel guilty or like you can't catch up or you can't get it done. It's really great. Covers so much territory. Well, Goldline, uh, who is always interested in people being prepared, decided to buy up a bunch of these books. And uh, for the first 75 customers today that are qualified, they'll receive a free copy of the Crisis Preparedness Handbook shipped directly to you. The first 75 people who uh, acquire precious metals this week, new and existing clients will qualify. Don't wait. You'll get a copy of this book as an extra bonus. It is 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. And don't miss Back to Back, Stu Does America, and Glenn Beck on Blaze TV. You can watch it on Pluto TV for free from any device you might have. Tonight is a must-watch special. The Wednesday night special is We'll Own Nothing and Be Happy, The Great Reset of American Property. Our property rights uh, through many, many things this government is doing, the property rights are going away. Do you own what you own? You know, the World um, uh, Economic Forum says that by 2030, we'll own nothing and we'll all be happy about it. Well, the problem is, is someone will own something. We're just going to be renters. We'll be serfs. One of the things that makes America so different and, and really the, the, the head of innovation and industry has been for so long, we have protected private property rights. And now through... Uh, taxation that could go as high as 65 percent the taxing the corporations and and our treasury secretary is over in the eu trying to get all countries on board to have a minimum tax for all corporations that's crazy crazy Um, taking away your right to move away from an oppressive tax where they are taking your profits but it's worse Right now, there is a, a, a concerted effort to take away the patent rights for this vaccine. Now, this vaccine is more than just a vaccine. It's, it's an RNA technology that took 10 years to develop. Uh, and they were, they were working on, uh, on this vaccine for a long time. It started in the 1980s, but now... Uh, it uh, has taken them 10 years. I think it's Pfizer that was doing it. Uh, the RNA technology, they took 10 years investing in this. This is the first thing that has worked. They've just mastered this and cracked this, and now they just make a profit on it, and now it's being taken away? That's crazy. That will stop everything. So what's going to happen next? Kimberly Strassel, she is the author of Resistance at All Costs, which I have not read yet, but I've read about it and read excerpts, and it sounds fascinating. Kimberly, I want to talk to you if we have time on that. Um, You're a Wall Street Journal editorial board member and a columnist for the Wall Street Journal. Um, 
tell me about our property rights and our intellectual property rights going away. Well, hi, Glenn. It is great to be here. And I couldn't agree more with what you just said, that this is our protections of property rights are in our Constitution. Uh, remember that great line, uh, no property, private property will be taken for public use without just compensation. And we apply that to intellectual property. It is why we have had uh, the miraculous drug makers that we have that have done so much for our health and for the well-being of not just American citizens, but world citizens because of our innovation. Um, it was actually Moderna that spent 10 years working on Moderna, this mRNA. Right. And, yep. and as you mentioned, they only just turned their first profit. It was a breakthrough technology that they managed to then uh, almost just ingeniously in the space of a year turn into working vaccine, which required, by the way, not just uh, finishing the technology, but standing up an entirely new production process to actually get it into arms. Um, and now we have the Biden administration saying they want to waive those intellectual property protections and give away this American uh, ingenuity to countries like China, uh, you know, the country that potentially gave us this uh, virus in the first place. Um, and this has been a longtime goal of the left. And the worrisome thing is that you they make very clear that giving the vaccine away is just the first step. What does that mean? In terms of first steps. So, you know, it was yeah. very revealing. It was very revealing. So remember, intellectual property protections, the entire regime uh, is actually done by law uh, and it's Congress's remit. Um, and if you go through history, there's been many, many major pieces of legislation that explains how long you get patents and under what circumstances and when are things available to be made in a generic form, etc. And the Elizabeth Warrens of the world know that they can't convince Congress to change that. So their new strategy is to try to erode these property rights in trade negotiations or get the WTO to cancel them. Um, she was at a Senate finance hearing just last week, and she said special protections for drug companies are an even bigger issue than COVID-19 alone. She actually said that. She suggested that the fact that drug companies are allowed to create technology and then retain a right to profit from their innovation is a bigger problem than the pandemic we just dealt with. This is just a, 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 a it's delusional thinking. It is a, a complete lack of understanding of human nature. If you want cancer to be cured, then give people the incentive do you know how much money people will make if they come up with a shot that stops cancer? If you take away that incentive, why would they invest for decades of not being able to turn a profit just in the hopes of eventually getting there and being able to turn a profit? Why would people do that? It goes against human nature to take away the reward at the end. Absolutely. And especially bear in mind, too, that for every one of these innovations that actually works, hundreds do not. 
Um, and so those one innovation that matters, it's all the more important that they retain that intellectual property right and the ability to get a return on their investment because they're doing all kinds of research that this is the nature of science that just doesn't work out. And and we're not just talking about the drug companies. We're talking about the investors who need to put forward the capital to, to, to fund that 10 years of research. Who's going to do that if at the end of the day the government is going to steal? Because, by the way, that is what we are talking about. The government is going to steal all of your hard work and take it for themselves and give it to the rest of the world. Well, it's easy who's going to invest in, in that, a public-private partnership with the federal government. I don't know if you saw the speech that the president gave in front of Congress a couple of weeks ago. Um, but before that speech, he talked to the reporters, and it was reported verbatim by CNN and others that the president said, look, the big question of this century is whether a republic and a democracy like ours can even compete with com- countries like China or Russia. They have a system over there that they partner with the corporations, if that's what you want to call it, partner with the corporations, and they can get things done much faster. They are on the road of China is the new model. Yeah, <laughs> this is so Do you agree with that. Because it, well, it, it, it completely it's a, a completely fuzzy view of what actually happens. Um, you know, what you're actually seeing in Russia and in China are the governments in the case of, of China, a communist government, in essence, commandeering and forcing business to do its will. Um, and they might be able to get some things done quickly. But if you've seen some of the recent stories about, for instance, China's Sinovac vaccine, it turns out that, uh, you know, they were very quiet about their, their final trials. Um, and it's because it looks to be far less effective than China was promoting. It was it was propaganda in terms of its the claim that it was this extraordinary success. Now, that's very different from what I actually thought was an incredibly amazing model that we saw in the United States, in which at a time of emergency, the federal government here recognized that private ingenuity is always better than government. And this was certainly the view under the last administration. And they reached out and asked, if they could have the help of the private sector. And you saw this extraordinary American corporate community come together and offer drive-through testing at CVS. And you saw Abbott ramp up this amazing new testing regime in the space of weeks, which, by the way, a good thing we had that private sector innovation because this was after the federal government had failed in its own first attempt to make a a test Mm -hmm. to diagnose covid so that's the kind of partnership that works, where you acknowledge that the free market uh, does things better than government coercion. But um, but you that's you not know the model as well as Biden's proposing, right? And it's not the model that any of the Democrats wanted when Trump was in office. I can't t- I can't count the number of times those Democratic politicians were saying you've got to just enforce this uh, by by telling these companies this is what you're going to do. And Trump kept saying over and over again, why would I do that? I've just asked them and they're doing it. Why would I, you know, why would I evoke some, you know, new executive order where I'm just I'm now the head of their company and I'm telling them what to do? 
uh, and they they were begging for him to do that. And thank God he didn't. But yeah, that's where their remember, mind is. Yep. As soon as Biden came in, they made an enormous show the first month about how Biden was going to mobilize the Defense Production Act and boss all these companies around and tell them what to do. They were already doing it and they're happy to do it. I mean, we saw this beautiful thing. I mean, people love to trash on corporate America, but look at the number of companies that, you know, immediately offered compassionately the number of small businesses that continued to pay their employees even while they were seeing the bills pile up. You know, uh, American businessmen and women are the extraordinary backbone in this country. And one last little point on this, you know, you also see Democrats saying, well, you know, the federal government poured billions of dollars into Operation Warp Speed, and therefore this ought to belong to the people. Um, Actually, this was the federal government recognizing that that cash infusion was going to speed things along and that it was going to be to the benefit of the American people. Um, That was the deal that was made, not some, you know, wink, nod. And by the way, at the end of this, we'll just steal everything that you you put into it. Kimberly Strassel, uh, she is the author of the uh, book Resistance at All Costs. Uh, She also is with The Wall Street Journal as a columnist, and she's on the uh, she's a board member on the editorial board. Um, We thank you for being on. I'd like to have you back uh, real soon because I do want to go into resistance at all costs, because I think your your point in this book is is a really important one that uh, Americans really need to see and understand uh, what the what the what is what is the effect of resistance at all costs? Uh, So we'll have you back. Kimberly, thank you so much. Thanks, Glenn. You bet. Bye bye. Okay, let's see here. American financing. Man, you know, the one thing the one thing that is amazing about our economy is the beating it has taken for almost 20 years now. Started with September 11th and just been beaten to death with sticks. Uh, And it's still standing. And it's it's hard to imagine our country falling or our dollar being not the world reserve currency or being into hyperinflation. But now Bank of America says we are already seeing transitory hyperinflation. So what are you doing to shore up financial distress? What are you doing to protect your family? Well, may I suggest that you call American financing right now. Make sure that you save money wherever you can. Get yourself locked into a lower interest rate that will help keep it that way. Keep a low interest rate, the lowest you can find on your mortgage. You might want to refi right now or do a consolidation loan. Take all of those high interest credit card debt and fold that into your mortgage without resetting the terms of your loan. It's American Financing. AmericanFinancing.net. Call them now. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. I invite you to go to AmericanFinancing.net and find out how they can help you. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. <laughs> I love the comments on the uh, Instagram post from last night. I was waiting for my daughter after her show, and uh, she, was, uh, she was, you know, in the theater still. And uh, I'm waiting for her so I can take her home. 
and uh, she's in there forever. So I took a, a video. My wife took a video of me in the car uh, uh, singing. Uh, it's all about the bass. And uh, mm-hmm. I think I did a very good job. Mm-hmm. And I sent it to her. And I said, when you, if you make me wait any longer, I'm rolling the windows down of the car. And when you come out, I'm going to dance. And I showed her a little bit of that dance. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was amazing. She came right out of the theater. She wasn't happy for some reason, uh, but she came right out of the theater. Hmm. And the, you know, the, the great thing is, is, I mean, the comments are, uh, <laughs> Some of my best memories with my dad is when he, at the time, was so embarrassing. Uh, I love it because now I'm a dad and I'm embarrassing my kids. Uh, you know, <laughs> my husband can't wait to do stuff like this to our kids. Uh, you know, why have kids if you can't embarrass them? Right? Right? There's I mean, no other reason to have them, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Everything else is bad, you know. <laughs> uh, your parents. I didn't ever think... I. I never. Hmm? Everything else is bad. <laughs> well, uh, I never thought hmm. you know my parents were intentionally trying to embarrass me. Uh, you know, I just thought they were embarrassing, but they might have been intentionally doing it. I mean, because I find so much joy in it. Maybe it's just me, but I mean, I think you can see in that Instagram post uh, last night. Uh, I I I was fully one hundred percent in. Yeah, well, there was. It's, it's you were you you did not you did not go halfway on that one. Uh, you went for it, and you know they always yeah, say well. they say youth is wasted on youth, and it's like, well, one of the things that causes that is that as you get older, you don't care what anyone thinks about you anymore. Exactly, like, it's such it's exactly such a right. superpower. It's so it is. <laughs> it is. My wife said. I don't think you want to post that. After she took the video, I said, "Oh, you should post that." She said, "I don't think you want to post that." And I said, "You think I care? Of right. course I do. <laughs> post away, baby." <laughs> we'll see you tonight, nine o'clock, only on Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program.